Happy Friday, Story Fam. I hope y'all are doing well this week. Hope you're staying healthy and safe and in love with Jesus. Hope you're finding time to pray and rest and reflect. As I have this week, been reflecting a lot in my backyard while I've been working in the heat. I reflected on an anthill this week. True story. But have you ever watched ants? Really? Have you ever watched ants like when they're on a mission? You know, when when they're on task. Ants are God's most amazing creatures. They use their little mandibles to dig all those intricate underground tunnel systems that they dig under the ground. And the things we call ant hills are, are really just the excess dirt from all of their subterranean boring that they've been doing. So it's amazing to observe. Have you ever maybe observed like a line of ants? harvesting some food, you know, a food source and bringing it back to their colony. They work so well together. It's amazing to watch. They work in such an orderly and uh, cooperative way because they share this clear sense of mission. They know exactly why they're here. Protect the queen, feed the queen, save the queen. That's all that life is about. Well, Ants aren't really the smartest creatures on earth, but they instinctively know what they're here to do. And that's what allows them to complete some unimaginable tasks together. Like this video that I saw of them forming these fire ants formed a, a life raft to survive a flood and to keep their colony alive after a flood. And that's what allows them to do it is their knowledge of their mission. It allows for their whole community to be greater than the sum of its parts. Now, as awesome as ants are, if you've ever kicked the top of an ant hill, you probably know it doesn't take much to turn an orderly colony of ants into absolute every ant for himself anarchy. Antarchy. Get it? <laughs> Several things happen whenever an ant colony is threatened by an outside force. First, every ant in the colony immediately responds to the threat simultaneously. And every ant responds the same way. They instinctively release an alarm pheromone, like a hormone, that other ants pick up on to alert the rest of their colony. And this communication technique works like a charm when it's like one ant that perceives a threat or when a little handful of ants perceive a potential threat and the whole colony can appropriately respond to it. But when, let's say you kick the anthill, all 200,000 ants sound the alarm at the same time, chaos ensues. And that's what you're seeing when you look down. That's why whenever you kick an anthill and look down at it, it looks like an Oklahoma Walmart on Black Friday. Because the once orderly ants are suddenly losing their minds and they begin stampeding each other with no regard for ant life at all. When everyone around you is sounding their alarm, everything is bound to feel like a threat to you. Apparently, in every ant colony, there's um, also a certain kind of breed of ants that remains dormant until their society is threatened. They're a little larger than the other ants, and uh, they have these larger mandibles, stronger um, jaws. And these ants sleep 
and, uh, and lie there unless they're absolutely needed. They represent like the warrior class of ants. And the moment that all hell breaks loose, these enforcers awaken with two jobs in mind. They have to defend the queen and to restore order to the colony. These warrior ants are hardwired to crush any threat, foreign or domestic, by any means necessary. Well, all that to say, <laughs> right now it feels like we're living in an anthill that's been kicked. It seems like everybody around me right now is sounding some alarm about something. And a lot of these alarms are really important, but when everything is, alar is, is alarming, it's hard for anything to be really alarming. Does that make sense? Like, when all you hear are alarms, how can you really pay attention to any one of them? So I, I tried to pay attention this week to all the different alarms being sounded around me. And I think a lot of us have the same alarms going off around us, right? Black lives matter. All lives matter. Trans lives matter. Blue lives matter. The statues must fall. We must preserve our history. Make America great again. America was never great in the first place. Defund the police. Support the police. Every day it's something else. A new alarm. I don't know if y'all um, heard this story, but the Bubba Wallace fiasco was a great example of what happens when multiple alarms blare around you at the same time. Bubba Wallace is an African-American NASCAR driver. And someone in his crew found a noose in his garage that he was assigned. I believe it was at Talladega. And when that happened, man, the alarm bells went off in the media, on Twitter, among my friends. Bubba Wallace found a noose in his garage. I knew NASCAR fans were a bunch of racists. Oh, wait. A couple of days later. Oh, wait. Never mind. It wasn't really a noose. It was just a pull string on the garage door. It's just a, it was a hoax. I knew Bubba Wallace was the Jesse Smollett of NASCAR. Uh, two days later. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Never mind. It kind of did look like a noose after all. It was all just a big misunderstanding, I guess. So, as you were. But never mind. Now the president is tweeting about it. So, everybody get mad again, one way or another. Listen, when everybody around you is sounding their alarms, everything feels like a threat. And when we feel constantly threatened, the most aggressive part of us is awakened, like the warrior ants in a colony. And we walk around seeing everyone as a potential threat and every encounter as a potential fight. I think that describes how many of us are feeling these days, worn out, under fire, and defensive. We're tired, but unable to rest, beaten, but unwilling to surrender, longing for order, but addicted to chaos. How do we get ourselves out of this mess? How do we get ourselves out of this funk that we're in? Here's my question to you um, as we think this through. And it's going to sound a little preachery, a little cliched here, but have you talked to God about 
the alarms? Have you talked to God about how you're feeling and what people are saying around you? I, I know how cliched it sounds, but have you? <laughs> My concern for myself and most of us is that we're becoming much more adept at talking to people and about people than we are about than we are at talking to God. We love to talk to people about God, those of us who are believers, but how rarely do we talk to God about people? We're very quick to tell people, I'm going to be praying for you. But most of us are pretty slow to actually pray for them. So this Sunday, guys, we're launching a new sermon series called Slow to Anger, Making Peace in the Culture Wars. And the first sermon in this series is going to be about making peace through prayer. Prayer is our most potent weapon in the fight against unrest and discord. But most of us wield prayer so infrequently. So I hope you'll join us online for part one of Slow to Anger this Sunday morning. And in the meantime, if you want to get started on developing a more potent prayer life now, the Stories prayer team has created this amazing new online resource at thestory.church slash pray, thestory.church slash pray, that can really help you get going with some guided prayers that are led by people at the story. So you can either download the PDF and read the prayers, or you can click the link and hear the person who wrote that prayer reading it aloud and leading you through it online. Whether you're a beginner or someone who already prays every day, I know you're going to be blessed by this new prayer guide. And of course, throughout this series, we're going to be talking about understanding our purpose. What makes the ant life so successful is the instinct, the knowing why they're here. Some of us have forgotten the core purpose of our lives, the singular most important reason for your existence. And that is to glorify God to know him and be known by him, to share his message of love with the world around you. Nothing else matters more than that. But when we lose sight of that purpose, life can get chaotic quick. All right, Story Fam, that's it for today. I hope you'll have a great weekend. I can't wait to worship with you this Sunday at 845, 945, or 1105 at thestory.church slash watch, or our YouTube channel, The Story Houston on YouTube or of course on Facebook Live. As always, guys, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you Sunday. Bye, everybody.